The Profane Argument is a podcast for secularists, freethinkers, agnostics, and atheists. We discuss topics that we think are relevant to non-believers. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. Jared. Ian. And this week we're going to start off with a question again, but this time it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, In a previous show, we had discussed superstitions, and this week we're going to be determining the most plausible or most uh, believable type of superstition. Uh, We're going to do this in kind of a join or die style, if you've ever watched Craig Ferguson's join or die. I have picked six of the most plausible common superstitions from the last, not last episode, from the list that we talked about. But instead of uh, just picking one, what we're going to do is eliminate the least plausible and eventually narrow it down till we have the most plausible. So the superstitions that I selected are... An apple a day keeps the doctor away. If you walk under a ladder, you will have bad luck. Friday the 13th is an unlucky day. If a black cat crosses your path, you will have bad luck. Washing a car will bring rain. And beginner's luck. A beginner will always have good luck at what they try. So I don't know exactly who we're going to start with, but uh, do, does anybody have one that automatically seems the least plausible, something you'd like to strike off the list right away? Car washing. Car washing has absolutely no meteorological impact. I refuse <laughs> to accept that in any way. That one's just irresponsible. <laughs> but then but why do people believe it? Why do people think that uh, if you wash your car, it'll bring rain? Because people sometimes are it pessimists, and it has happened to more than one person at least once. Well, I mean, yeah, if you talk about it, it will bring rain. Which makes it plausible. Yeah, Yeah, it will bring rain in what time period? And will bring rain in the next two weeks? Unless you live in Arizona. Yeah, probably will. Man, I just washed my car two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's raining. I can't believe that. Is it possible that we're just more susceptible to the idea that we caused it because we just washed it? Meaning, if we just wash our car and it rains sometime in the future, we think, oh, it's because I washed my car. Yeah, but that's true. I agree. I think I think it's the fact that we like to believe that you know what we do has meaning and purpose, so we <laughs> assign uh, you know that characteristic to washing the car and things like that. Plus, people also like to be victims. True. They're like, oh, why did I wash my car? I should have known. Now it's raining. Yeah, it was gonna rain anyway. It's okay. <laughs> my vote is not for that one though. Interesting. Oh. My vote is for the ladder. What? Walk under a ladder? Yeah. Well, we're saying most or wait. The most plausible, right? Well, yeah. we're looking for the. We're going to end up with the most plausible. Yes, we're looking to kind of eliminate by going. Okay, with so you want to strike the, the latter one, and I want to strike the latter one You're because crazy. I would say it is more plausible that you would wash your car and sometimes it rains than I could walk under a ladder for years and never have bad luck. There, that's an absolute safety hazard. Why would you choose that <laughs> path? But I could do it and not be like when you say safety hazard. I understand that's why people say that, right? But. I can, but me personally, I could walk under a ladder a million fucking times and have no bad luck, but I'm pretty sure I've washed my car more than once and it's rained. <laughs> right. And I'm saying the two never correlate. 
That there's if you no, walk th- under a ladder, it's going to rain. <laughs> no, no, no. There's there, that meant the, the, just the, the one that I want to strike. I I see that the superstition of the ladder is at least rooted in some safety concerns. So I approve of it. Like the the car <laughs> okay, washing. But w- I, I guess I'm looking at it more. As what is more likely to happen? Uh, hmm. That someone will walk under a ladder and they will injure the person on the ladder or themselves, or a tool will fall off the ladder. Or uh, the, whatever the ladder is leaning against the ladder. No, will I fall. understand all the things that can happen when you walk under a ladder. <laughs> exactly. That's so I but think I'm that's saying, much- how often does that happen? As opposed to washing your car and having it rain. Depends on where you live. Right. The car wash. Well, yes, car I guess washing. if you live in the Amazon jungle and you're washing your car, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost certainly going to rain. And I think car washing occurs hopefully significantly more often than people walking under ladders. But I'm saying that a negative result from walking under a ladder is far more likely than rain from a single car washing. I say no to that. <laughs> well, I don't I believe that. De- I think it also depends on how often you wash your car. We have a guy that lives on our road who washes his truck at least twice a week. <laughs> and he's constantly walking under ladders, too. <laughs> <laughs> Chasing around black cats. So we definitely seem to have two in the running. Did you have any uh, any others, Karen, that you wanted to well, I wanna, eliminate? Well, I want to eliminate one for a completely different reason. I want to eliminate uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor away because it's it's not a superstition. It, it is actually eating apples is healthy. Well, right. then that makes it more plausible, uh, doesn't it? Right. I was going to say yes, that, one's, that one's it. got some exceptional plausibility. And I, I, I think you are striking it, like Gray's saying, for the wrong reason. Yeah. I think there is clear... You know, scientific evidence that the nutrition that you get from an apple will, you know, uh, you know, improve your dietary habits, will improve your overall health, and should diminish your need to see a physician. So, but it still qualifies as a superstition. I didn't make the list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think it absolutely. Just because you eat an apple, if you were to eat an apple every day, that doesn't mean you're not going to get sick. True. Yeah. It's just, I mean, that is a superstition. And, and if anything, it might increase your diarrhea. <laughs> Eating all that, you know, I don't know. One maybe. apple? I, I think you'd be good with one yeah. apple. Well, let's yeah, face it. Probably not. <laughs> None of them are plausible, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Sure. Well, we are going for most plausible. Right. All right. Then right. actually, I want to change mine then. I would have to say least plausible is the black cat. No way. As an owner of two black cats. Right. Your luck is terrible. My luck is <laughs> awesome. Things are coming in up. fear for your life. That doesn't. That's not being unlucky, though. Yes, it is. I assume. Okay, maybe we need to determine what bad luck is. Maybe okay. that's the problem we're having. Mm-hmm. Well, at least me and Ian. Right. All right. To me, bad luck is like if that. For instance, since I have two black cats and they cross my path, I don't know a hundred times a day. Right. I, sh- I. I mean, my house should have exploded already. My car should be falling <laughs> apart. But you know, there should be hitmen after me. Like, what do you consider bad luck? All those things seem reasonable. I feel like you have a story for each of those things. But right, but like me being a hypochondriac over the past couple of years because of my scare with the the doctor, I don't see how that's unlucky. It's psychologically crazy. I'm a a basket case. Is is that unlucky? It is well documented that cats are evil. (laughs) Incorrect. (laughs) I need Uh, some sources on that. (laughs) Well documented. I know of two sources. (laughs) They're named Ian and Craig, and right. they do a podcast together. I don't know. Egyptians? Well, I think... I blame it, them. No, I think... I, it, I, I, I think that's... Stale I don't know. Trials. I don't think that's the least plausible. 
All right, so I think we've eliminated washing your car and going under the ladder, even though the under the ladder one, at least there is a little bit of logic behind it, because like you said, you're endangering the person on the ladder. If the person on the ladder is like laying bricks, you're endangering your head. Right. You know, there's a little bit there. There's some safety in there. I, you know, I, w- I, I agree that, you know, there's no good science behind black cats crossing your path and bad luck, but uh, I don't think it's at the bottom of the list. Well, I was just looking at it from a math standpoint on how often will these things happen to a person and ranking them from least to most. Oh, okay. So that's and why I, I, I kept, feel like I, I just saying. recently heard a story where your first potential date in quite some time was the craziest woman in all of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> and you consider that bad luck? Yes. Okay, but unless it's not... unless Frank hates you and is actively working against you, no, he's your no, secret no. See, nemesis. Okay, then our definition is different because it wasn't like I was like super excited about it and I was looking forward to it and she turned out to be crazy. It just happened that I was introduced to her and she was fucking crazy and I didn't care. So I didn't look at that as bad luck. I was just like, bitch is crazy. You know, what bad luck for me would be like, I met this girl, she's great, things are going well, and then a week later I'm like, oh my god, Ian, she's a she's fucking nuts. That's okay. bad luck. Sure. To me. So you have to have you have to have optimism for the situation for the luck to be bad. Well, that or when like every every day poorly. You know, every day a bird shits on me. That's pretty unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> so based on that and me owning two cats, I should be dead by now. <laughs> right. Well, then I would say we should strike both of them that involve luck. If we're just going to, you know, decide that is luck not a thing? Do we do we not believe in luck? I don't think beginner's luck is a thing. I'd like to see that make its way down the list. I don't see why inexperience would breed any sort of success. Yeah. <sighs> So if we go if we go with our current list, we've got an app. An apple keeps a doctor away. We still have beginner's luck. We still have Friday the Thirteenth and the Black Cat. So it uh, sounds like there's already been an argument against the Black Cat. Right, and I should have gone after Friday the Thirteenth first. Yeah. Oh, why is that? It's the least plausible. It's e- I think it's even less plausible. See, I don't know. No, I'm, but- I'm a big weather fan, so I was more offended by the car washing one. But Friday the Thirteenth just seems arbitrary. I don't know. Did someone with triskaidekaphobia make that up, or did that superstition <laughs> cause the fear of the number 13? I believe the latter. I would think the latter, but I have no evidence to back that. Okay. So, do, See, but I, you, I have a story. I have a, I've read a story as to the origin of Friday the 13th. Does anyone else have an origin of that superstition? No. Yeah, None. these kids went to this summer camp back in, like, 77, <laughs> right, and... <laughs> No, that's not it? <laughs> no, some kid drowned, his mother killed a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this was a thing before that? <laughs> Crazy enough, yes. So the, my origin story, the thing that I have read and it was attributed to, was that there was a Knight Templar who was, it was Grandmaster or something, back way back, like right near the end of the Crusades. And when the, the Catholic Church and the Templars had their division, when they almost went to war with each other. And they kind of did go to war with each other. They brought in the the Templars and tortured them. And a lot of our phrases that we use day to day come from that time period. Like uh, putting your feet to the fire. I'm going to put his feet to the fire and make him do this. That came from that time period of when the Catholic Church was torturing the Templars. They would literally put their feet to the fire and burn them. And that was a way of torturing them. And a lot of the different, like, little phrases we use come from that area. And so the Grandmaster of the Knights Templar was burned at the stake in front of the Pope at the time, and he was burned to death on Friday the 13th. Mm. Oh. And at that point, everybody considered that date to be unlucky. 
See, again, I have a problem with the math on this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, in, in the sense that saying you're more likely to have an unlucky day on Friday the 13th than you are to have bad luck with the cat or washing the car and bringing rain. I feel people have had shitty days on Friday the 13th, so it makes it a little more plausible. But is it cause or effect? No. Well, listen, none of them are cause and effect as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it's hard to rank them, but I'm, so that's why I'm going by the math. I'm like, okay, yeah. It- is it kind of like the washing the car thing? You notice that it rained after you wash the car, and you notice when you have bad luck because it's Friday the 13th, and you happen to be aware that it's Friday the 13th. That's reasonable. Well, yeah, but I mean, we, like, we just had a Friday the 13th, and it came and went, and I didn't even think about it, but I'm sure someone died on that day around here, or there was a car crash. Mm-hmm. So a lot of shitty things happen on Friday the 13th because shitty things happen every day. <laughs> <laughs> you just notice right. them on Friday the 13th. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if a person gets to a car crash and like their wife or husband dies, if they want to attribute it to being Friday the 13th, that's fine. <laughs> you know, but it could have just easily have happened the day before or after. Right. So initially it was just something that was a little more dramatically awful but carried over. So like if you're burned at the stake for the Pope's amusement, <laughs> then you can be like, oh man, Friday the 13th is a real bum out. Yeah. But you're right. It was just Friday the 13th and I don't remember anything bad happening. I think I got to go to the dentist. It was delightful. <laughs> Oh, that's never delightful. No, hey, that's... Friday the 13th was my last night in Jersey. <laughs> that's a pretty Sweet. lucky day. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So you're right. We rank that shit at the bottom now. <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah, I was going to say not plausible. I did want to get rid of that one. So far, I'm really, the only one I could stand behind is the apple a day. Hmm. All right, well, so what about, we, we've discussed the, the black cat and beginner's luck very, very briefly. Right. Our... Are we looking at eliminating either one of those? That you black said, cat like, shit needs to luck. go. I, I've, I've witnessed, quote-unquote, beginner's luck. I always have beginner's luck. I mean, I don't want to say that being a beginner, it guarantees you good luck, but I think there is some psychological thing to not knowing a game mm-hmm. to some point. that, And maybe it's because you think you're doing well that you're like, wow, it's so much better when I first started. <laughs> Well, you know what I'm saying? You don't get bogged down in overthinking things. You just right, and then the it. moment you yeah, the moment you understand like, and I'll go back to the casinos. Mm. When I sit down at a slot machine that I do not fucking understand at all, <laughs> I swear I start making money. And then as soon as I start seeing the patterns, I'm like, oh yeah, I need that, that, and that. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> no longer a beginner. So I was uh, again. I'm I'm putting it in the same category of uh, watching the car and noticing the rain. And the, uh, you know, you, you notice when you have bad luck on Friday the 13th that if you're, say, I'm a poker player and because I'm a poker player <laughs> and I'm sitting at a poker table and somebody comes in and they sit down and they're obviously not a poker player. They obviously have no clue what they're doing, but they just get cards, right? Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to notice that that guy has beginner's luck. Even though there, there were probably thousands of people in the poker room who come in never played before, sit down, and are complete crap, I don't notice them, right? I notice the one guy who who's getting the cards. So that's the beginner's luck. Well, then you get, right. a, you get into the whole luck versus skill thing. I think you're you're better off using the, the slot machine argument, though. Because with poker, you can have really, really good luck, but if you're a crappy player, you're still going to lose. In the long run, mathematically. Yeah. In the long run, maybe, but in a day, you can still you can yeah. still come out ahead. So, but again, I've seen uh, but I one, understand your point. one Brian Etzel, who seems to have great beginner's luck whenever he plays some kind of card game that he's never played before. He seems to excel at it right away. <laughs> and I know it's it's random chance, but 
I'm just like, God damn this motherfucker. <laughs> been playing the game for so long, and he's coming in. He's like, oh, I'm making money. It's easy. I don't know what's right. <laughs> and the, it's, but this, I swear the same happens to me, though. Every time I sit at a game I don't know, I start getting good hands. And then the moment I realize it, and I'm like, well, I'm no, I'm complete, I just stepped out of beginner area because I understand a little game better. Done. Well, then it's on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only so many games at a casino. So it sounds like that's more plausible than the cat. The cat should be at the fucking last of the should be at the bottom as far as I'm concerned. I agree with you. I think it, I it, it sets a bad uh, example for you know protecting the cats because then people use it as an excuse to kick them and mis- and mistreat them. Like uh, our local SPCA won't – you cannot adopt a black cat around Halloween because we have just too many students around here. And they were showing right. – they were you know showing back up again, hurt and injured, not fed. So they just don't even let them go around Halloween. And on top of that – Black cats, obviously, obviously, around Halloween, there's a little bit of spike. But the rest of the year, they're the least adopted cat because people think they're bad luck. So I went and purposely got another black cat because of that. Yeah. So fuck that one. That's at the bottom. <laughs> sure. Right. But I heard an argument starting. Ian, what did you have? Oh, no. Cats suck. <laughs> well, besides that, that, that aside, my personal feelings for cats. Again, I don't, I, I don't think it's any less plausible then, you know, like we're saying that, you know, that you notice these things mm. because there's a superstition attached to them. I don't think that black cats themselves, again, though, I did, we had, last time we had this discussion, I, I admittedly, I'm a very superstitious guy. I'm still pretty certain cats are evil, <laughs> but <laughs> I am willing to accept that they do not act. Nope, I'm lying. <laughs> I have had, uh, and I don't know the black cats. See, I think black cats get a bad rap. Yeah. I think all cats are evil. Well, do you have a do you have a case for yourself where a black cat or any cat crossed your path and gave you bad luck? No, but I did mock a cat once, and I <laughs> doubted it. And moments later, I was uh, this was uh, this was many years ago. I was watching. I don't remember the exact event, but it was you know WWF pay per view wrestling, and I was watching it at a friend's house, and his cat was a. Uh, I actually, especially cats, I find with any sort of physical deformities are have you know uh, especially uh have mystical powers and this was an evil six-toed cat and i uh (laughs) they had acquired a new cat and i went ha you're not the cute cat anymore they've got a sweet new kitten here and the very next thing one of the uh rafters intro was to fly in superhero style the cable snapped he fell from the ceiling hit the ring post and died and i was like i'm sorry you're the best cat ever (laughs) (laughs) and i've been a little bit afraid of cats ever since wow i don't think those things were connected oh yeah (laughs) when he said mystical cat i pictured it wearing dr strange cloak (laughs) 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 and using its sixth toe to like do the hand thing (laughs) That story aside, I still think the cat thing should be at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, again, I, I don't know that any of them should be any lower. I just, I really think that uh, I'm putting all my weight behind Apple a day. <laughs> sure. So it sounds like there's not going to be a whole lot of argument between uh, the beginner's luck and Apple of the day. We've oh, no, I think Apple of the day is much more solid. Yeah. Like, a hundred oh, yeah, times yeah. more solid. I have had similar experiences that you guys have had, but... I feel like that is, you know, it, and it's only, though, that I've had them was in the realm of gambling, you know, and it's it's mm. always when I, and it, and it shouldn't change. I feel like uh, gambling is just a little rigged to kind of shuffle out that way. 
Like, I sat down, said, what's crisscross poker? And Jared said, just throw out some money, and they'll either give you some more or take it away. And they gave me a bunch more money, and I was like, I love this game. How do you play it? I'm going to keep playing. And then it was all gone, and I was like, damn it. (laughs) But I can also attribute it to, like, uh, Rocket League. Like, I thought I was great at Rocket League when I first started playing because I just was, like, crashing cars, kicking balls, and this and that. And then as soon as I started, like... Paying attention to how to do things, I was like, God, I suck at this game. <laughs> uh, see, I, I, had, I had the opposite experience. You were like, this game's amazing. I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. I played with you that one night, and I was so bad. I just drove around in circles. My car was upside down. I never touched the ball. I was an absolute, like, boat anchor for our team, and I was like, nah, there's no beginner's luck in this game. It sucks. <laughs> Play with Edsel. You'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... I feel like Apple at A is rooted in plausibility, indisputable fact. <laughs> you know, it might not absolutely, you know, depending on what else you eat and if you exercise or not. But I mean, there's no denying that an apple is a nutritious complement to one's diet. Agreed. Wait, are, but are we leaving the cat one at three because of his mystical story of killing a wrestler? <laughs> no, I think we're going to have to bump it down a couple. Oh, I thought there was only one winner. I thought this was like Thunderdome. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that's true. Oh, oh, if that's the case, yeah, then I'm, I'm solid with Apple. Okay. All right. I thought you were ranking them. <laughs> nope, nope. I, I really thought this was a Thunderdome situation and or a Highlander situation, and there can be only one. That is true, So, the, but we do them in opposite order. That way we talk about every single one of them, and we don't just go, oh, it's an Apple of the Day, nobody argues, and we just move on. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so Apple of the Day keeps the doctor away is the winner of today's most plausible superstition, which... I guess we could see that coming, kind of, because eating healthy will definitely aid you in the health department. So, <laughs> A little round of applause for apples. Yay! Yay. <laughs> All right, so next week we're going to hit a little bit more, more something a little bit more related to uh, religion. I want to do the craziest cult. Now, this can't be a religion. It has to be a cult, meaning anything that has been accepted as a religion, not necessarily by you. So Scientology is out, Mormonism is out, all of the Abrahamic religions, but any any cult. And uh, we're going for craziest. So if everybody wants to pick one or two cults that they can... Actually, how about everybody try and pick two? And if we have some overlap, that's fine. If we can get between like four and six that we can talk about, that would be great. And we will discuss that next time. Sure. Okay, Are there any good. other parameters like... I mean, now, to, to become an, an accepted religion, does that mean you get tax-exempt status, or... I think that's what? a good line, mm. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I, I was going to say American crazy cult, but I don't know that I really want to limit it to that. All the ones I'm thinking of are American, but I sure. think we're just going to go with craziest cult. Okay, and there's we can create our own parameters for crazy? Like, yes. it doesn't have to be most murderous or goofiest, no. or they do really gross stuff in their initiation? I'm, I'm well, pick one it. that you think's going to win, as far as uh, crazy. Right. You know? I'll see what I can do. I'm leaving it uh, a little ambiguous with with the craziest. Okay. So there you go. All right. So on to different hey, news. Wait. Yes. I have a, a, another sort of type question that we should be quick. Okay. And then and I'm sorry. <laughs> then you can go on. It's your show, right? Right. Whose show is this? I keep forgetting. <laughs> uh, we, we're all up to date on Game of Thrones, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. And we're all watchers, right? It's true. Should we give a, Should we give a spoiler alert? Yeah, you should give a spoiler. Well, uh, okay. It's not so much as a spoiler, but uh, it's definitely something going on. If you've never watched the show, then yes, this will be a spoiler. Okay. Uh, if you're currently and you're a couple episodes behind, this won't be a big spoiler. So I was watching it. I watched it last week, and then I was driving around, and I was thinking about the episode, and I was thinking about the plot line going on 
with the the crown and the high sparrow, mm. uh, the right. religious guy, and all the scenes that have been involved with them, with them talking and the faith militant and all this stuff like that that they have going on. And I go, huh? To me, the high sparrow is clearly a bad guy. You know, like his intentions aren't good, and none of their they have that crazy woman in there that like reads the. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones Bible to you and like really reads it hard. So we assume she's beating the crap out of you with the book. And walks and like, behind you with a bell yelling shame. Right. <laughs> I God, I wish I could remember her name. But to me, they're clearly set up as the villains and it seems to me like the writers are making them out to be bad people. Right. You know, they're trying to break them. But then I was like, if someone of a religious nature is watching this show, do they get the opposite reaction to that? And they look at the characters and go, yeah, they should be following their religion. Or is it they're just like, okay, these people, this religion is not my religion. So obviously it's crazy. Do you understand what I'm trying to ask? I do. Yeah. yeah interesting I, question. I definitely, I, and I, it is a good question because I found this last week, I found myself siding with Cersei Lannister, mm-hmm. which <laughs> right, right there, I, I got to question my logic, right? Definitely. But but I see what you're getting at. But I know I definitely see him. I also see the the High Sparrow as a villain. But I'm not really. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Really. Yeah, I was gonna say I I don't know that I see him as a villain. Other you know other than well he seems to be being to me portrayed as someone who has you know just a really serious like I don't know for lack of a better term put up or shut up attitude about the religion that is the most popular in Westeros. He's like, listen, if you guys are calling yourselves believers of this, you need to fully commit. You can't just, you know, phone it in like you clearly are all doing. And, you know, I'm going to lash out at you very violently because of your transgressions. So he's wrong, but I see where he's coming from. Right. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, I you're right. He's not technically evil, evil. You know, where he's like, oh, well, and then again, it's Game of Thrones. We may never know. He might be. <laughs> but, you know, and I was starting to think of other TV shows and movies that I've seen, not the ones like made by like Kirk Cameron or, or God is Dead, <laughs> where it's clearly skewed in one direction. But, you know, anything like um, what's another one? Uh, Conan the Barbarian. Right. Classic movie. Right. Mm-hmm. You have the snake cult. Yeah. And they have all the followers and the followers are following around and they're portrayed as as. As idiots and morons, the followers, you know, and the higher ups are the guys who are really controlling. Like, do other people look at that and be like, oh, look how faithful they are and they believe in the religion? You know, it's not the one I am, but they're devout and I can get behind that. Whereas I look at them like, Conan, you should be chopping heads off left and right. (laughs) (laughs) Those Um, those poor snake worshippers. Conan, you're a barbarian. (laughs) I guess that I would have to say with that. I feel in the, you know, as he's, as his, his kind of travels are loosely documented throughout the movie as well. I feel like we know that Thulsa Doom is, uh, you know, coming from a place of selfishness and greed and, you know, self empowerment. So he is not, I don't feel like he is committed to his own religion. I feel like he is using it as a platform for power, for control. And, you know, to further his own gains. Like, okay, he had so- already done all the conquering he could do in his search for steel. And now he wanted to he wanted to go beyond that. Okay, let me give you a better example, then, of, of maybe what I'm trying to say. Uh, have we all seen the movie Contact? Mm, yeah. Mm, Long time ring- ago? Long time ago. Yeah, like when it came yeah, out. Doesn't okay. ring a bell. 
Okay, well, in it, oh, do you know what the movie's about? That is the Jodie Foster movie, right? Yes, where they get the alien signal and right. and they they build the ship and everything like that. In it, there's two characters. One is played by Rob Lowe, who is head of a conservative coalition, clearly a religious person, portrayed like a total asshole. <laughs> um, you know, saying science is bad and you know God is this and that and blah blah blah. And then there's the character that uh, Jake Busey plays. Do we all know Jake Busey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. He plays like a crazy Southern Baptist preacher guy who's like outside the observatory and he's like, "Do you want these scientists talking to your god?" And then he eventually blows up the machine at the end. He's the one who plants a bomb in the name of God and everything like that. So again, in that instance do like and here's a movie that's obviously set in the real world sort of mm-hmm. And with real religions that these people know, do they look at these characters and be like, they're right. They shouldn't. These scientists shouldn't be talking to God. I'm sure some of them do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I mean, you odd. Const- you constantly hear about that, you know, how the Hollywood propagates the left agenda. So, right. yeah, I'm sure there are yeah. people that think that it's, it's, it's a little different, I think, in the Game of Thrones, just because the like the High Sparrow is not. I mean, he's a fanatic. But what is he really doing that's wrong? He, I mean, he's pushing his morals, the morals that he's getting from his scripture, onto other people. Well, he's being but, a fundamentalist. Classic right. fundamentalist. But is he is he really doing an evil act? Right. He's only pushing it on people who claim to be members of the same faith as him. He's not out there trying to convert the Dothraki into worshiping the seven. He's not up there trying to convert wildlings into worshiping the seven. He's saying, if you are a member of my religion, I am in charge here. This is what it says. You do it this way. Yet, though, he seems to be only picking people of uh, high stature. Like, for instance, the guy who whips his dick out in front of Cersei, they let him go right on by. You know, they didn't, the Faith Milton didn't run out and grab him and be like, oh man, you got to repent too. Like, they're, it seems like they're only going for high end public figures. Yeah, just, that, that place should be full of sinners. I mean, the whole, as we all know, right. King's and Landing it, it is very full. It well could be. I mean, there's. Yeah, there's, we, maybe we're not seeing them. Right. They're picking out the people to make an example of. I find interesting is that none of this happened until Cersei armed them again. Yes. Before that, they were just happily being priests and, you know, doing ceremonies and stuff. doing their thing. Yep. Once she brought in the High Sparrow and gave them all weapons, this is definitely a you reap what you sow situation. Yeah. Shame. (laughs) Shame. Shame on you for giving me weapons. <laughs> anyway, that was my question. I, I that's what my one of my random thoughts as I was driving around. No, I like that. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I'm it going was. To, and next I, time and I, I watch an episode, you. I'm going to. Uh, I'm probably going to be questioned. Yeah. <laughs> I agree time with time. you. When, well, and like you were saying, I think that you are correct. Whenever they are someone portrayed as as uh, you know, unless they're purely evil, but as the sort of villain, kind of like the people who you were mentioning in this this little segment. Um, yes, there are always people on that side that look at that villain and go, no way, that's the hero. Mm. Right. God, that's shocking. Yeah. He truly believes what he's saying and he's backing it up with steel. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, and that's, yeah, that's, I think that's a true of any, anything where there are two sides, any conflict, any war. I mean, you know, everybody in Saddam Hussein's elite Republican guard thought they were war heroes and mm. that they got, you know, their families were murdered by terrorist Americans. True. True. So I, I don't see this as any different. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm done, Ray. <laughs> you can have your show back. <laughs> no, but I like that. I like that that thought process. Mm-hmm. So back to the Daily Beast. 
there was an article on here that I thought was interesting. It's about young Americans still learning about creationism in schools. And what caught my eye about this is the story is about Youngstown, Ohio, and I happen to be from Ohio. Uh, Youngstown, if you're not familiar, is like, I don't know, halfway between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So it's it's near the edge, the northeastern corner of Ohio. So they have been using a video during uh, in the curriculum called Cambrian Fossils and the Creation of Species. And it purports to disprove the theory of evolution. So I was looking at this, and obviously I didn't I didn't read it all at first because there's a video, so I skipped straight to the video. <laughs> and uh, so and it's the video that the kids are being shown, and it is amazing. And but strangely enough, it was talking about the Cambrian age, which right off, okay, we're not dealing with fundamentalists; we're dealing with not the people who think that the young Earth, because they do understand that the Cambrian fossils came from, what is it, 500 million years ago? Mm -hmm. But uh, the video talks about the trilobites and the fossils and how they just sprung into existence because that's what we see in the fossils, therefore evolution is not right. And it's a ludicrous lack of logic. But the way it was worded reminded me very much of the Atlas of Creation that we talked about either last week or the week before. And as it turns out, there's a very good reason for that. Because this video was based on the works of Harun Yahya, the author of the Atlas of Creation from Turkey. Uh, it's actually, that's a pseudonym again for Ad Adnan Akhtar, I think is how you pronounce his name. And But here's where it gets really weird. So, according to uh, the Daily Beast, Akhtar has a, a channel, a TV channel in Turkey, where a group of women in tight-fitting designer clothes with dyed blonde hair <laughs> help him promote Islam and attack evolution. All the while, they call him Master, and he refers to them as his kittens. <laughs> That's my crazy cult nomination. I got that one. <laughs> Dibs. <laughs> so this guy is amazing. He is. He also is a Holocaust denier. He wrote the book oh. uh, The Holocaust Deception, a hidden story of Nazi-Zionist collaboration and the inner story of the hoax of the Jewish Holocaust. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this guy is inspiring people to make videos based on the logic of well, I have this one piece of evidence, and from that I can tell that evolution is not happening to it, therefore evolution is broke. The whole argument is ridiculous. I mean, I'm just going to go on a mini rant, but his whole argument is that evolution should keep happening, even though like a trilobite, one of the examples that you gave, has evolved to fit the niche that it lives in, and it did so 550 million years ago, so why would it continue to change? If it fits its niche perfectly. Right. Evolution is not something, I mean, evolution is continuous. However, that doesn't mean that if something thrives in its environment, if there is a mutation to that, well, then that mutation is probably going to cause that creature to not thrive as well, and that mutation will die off. Right. Therefore, that creature will basically rem remain the same. Even though evolution via natural selection is still happening on it, sure. it doesn't necessarily continue to change. Right. Only if an environment changes in some way. You might have changes in color or things that are meaningless, but... Right. Which aren't going to show up in a fossil. Fossil, I mean. right. <laughs> uh, but I found this amazing. I mean, the fact that he and his kittens <laughs> on a turkey TV channel, I mean, that's just 
you're right. That borders um, that has to be one of the crazy cults, right? <laughs> I, that's the part of the story that I'm really focused on for some reason. Like I've been just thinking about, like how do you like? I, I know a lot of people, and I would love to manipulate people to get them to do my bidding <laughs> if it were possible. Like maybe I just hang out with too many smart people, but like these people who do that, do they just? somehow have some special ability to focus in on fucking morons <laughs> and get them to do what they want? Like, I can't even... Like, we should do an experiment where all four of us need to go start our own religion for one day and see how many people we can actually be- get to believe it. I don't know how much progress we can be make- made in one day, but yeah, you have to be way less selective about your company. Or you yeah. have to be more selective and you have to target people without friends. You have to target people that aren't so bright. You have to target people with low self-confidence. You have to target people that are easily led and sure. But how do you but how do you see that though? You know, like I mean I know quite a few people, but I out of all the people I know, I can't think of one person that I'd be like, Oh yeah, that would be yeah, I could get him to believe in a fucking <laughs> false midget yeah, a midget fairy. Nope. That <laughs> guy the your your number one fan, the Xbox guy. You gave him an Xbox, or you fixed his Xbox, or you gave him a game itself, or the controller. Okay, yeah, but he's like he's mentally disturbed though. That's he like I- <laughs> You said no one. I said there's there's <laughs> his right. first stepping stone. Oh, okay. My first. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Get him to to preach my word. Yeah. Right. All right. I'm gonna do this. Two people <laughs> equals a religion. Yeah, you only need two people for a religion. <laughs> one to lead and one to follow. There you go, Jared. You're off and running. Yeah. You're welcome. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm writing shit down right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy Harun Yaya, though, he I, mean, I did a little bit of digging on Amazon afterwards. You can buy his giant cloth bound, you know, high quality books for like thirty dollars. So there, he does them at cost. I don't know what his uh, his gig is for making money, but it's not through the books. And if the videos are for free... I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe the Youngstown School District had to pay for the... Well, of course, they're not paying him. The video was actually not made by him. It was based on his teachings, which oh, is ah. scarier yet. <laughs> well, I find it interesting that uh, this has got to be a Christian thing in this Ohio school. Oh, it has to be. But right. he's, he's an Islamic televangelist. Right. In fact... It's commented on um, Ann Ross Solberg, who is <laughs> her title in the article is an expert on Yaya. <laughs> uh, she explains that while Akhtar and Yaya uh, uses many of the same arguments as a Christian creationist and undoubtedly is inspired by American creationism, it is not the same. He is trying to prove that science backs up Islam. So mm. he is distinctly not Christian. He is a Muslim. And he is, his argument is that evolution is wrong mainly because it is not divine creation as revealed by Allah. Mm. And the fact that this video that is inspired by his teachings is being taught as a Christian argument in Ohio, I'm sure escapes a lot of people's, a lot of people's knowledge. They just, yeah. I, I'm, the school district has to be. I'm curious if the school district is aware of of any of these facts, especially for the the fact that he is also a Holocaust denier and has his own sex cult. So, <laughs> is this a public school? Uh, yes. How does that shit go get go in there and nobody f- says anything about this? Because the video is called "The Cambrian Fossils and the Creation of Species." It sounds plausible. Oh. Mm. <laughs> but but yet it's it, it is being used in the school district. As a, uh, you know, teach both arguments, teach both sides of the argument kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure of the laws in Ohio, but I do think 
that since I was in school, they have added that in several school districts that they can teach the the argument, <laughs> which hmm. basically is bullshit. Te- teaching creationism, teaching religion. No, that no school is for science, churches for religion. Separate them. That's kind of the whole. You know, uh, never mind. I've heard that about <laughs> politics too, but yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was a, a amazing uh, coincidence that we just talked about the book and now <laughs> run into him again. That is hilarious. He's taking over the world. Yeah. <laughs> no. Jared, you got to act quick. That cult's going to be a religion before you know it. I know. <laughs> and he's using Ian's mystical kittens. I mean, he's gonna. it's, it's a done deal. See? Well-known fact. <laughs> Chats are evil. All right. He's, his cult isn't going to ruin the wor- world, according to a few people. It's going to be the uh, the LGBT movement, <laughs> according to <laughs> also a lot of people, back. <laughs> including in the video that I'm going to be posting to the website. Uh, Jared, do you want to uh, explain this video? <laughs> well, as we all know, Target is allowing you to use the bathroom based on your gender identity, not your gender anatomy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people are up in arms about this, and they're and they're boycotting Target, mainly idiots. But this woman took it upon herself to uh, pull a Game of Thrones, just like that shame woman. God, I wish I knew her name. It would have come in handy real well right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she went all she went to Target with her family and just started ranting and raving and preaching and uh, running around. She might have been waving a bell or something. Did she? Have, no, she had a Bible in her hand. That's what it was. She was calling it an abomination, and you should leave Walmart or Target, and just all this all hateful shit, and how it's horrible, and the safety of little girls. And I mean, it's crazy. We all know that, right? There's mm-hmm. not much to say about that subject. But I do have this question, and I can't believe we didn't. And we've talked about this plenty of times before. But what is the religious angle on the bathroom? I don't know. <laughs> I can't help you. I honestly, at this point. I need someone, again, and it's tough because I would like someone reasonable on the other side of this issue, but I would take someone unreasonable who is, you know, willing to, to approach it slowly one point at a time and not just get up on their weird soapbox and spout their rhetoric where they just mash everything together. And it's because all trannies are sex offenders and mm. transgendered individuals are, it's all a ploy to rape little girls in toilets and... Any man, once this law is passed, can just wander into the women's room whenever he feels like it and just say he's feeling transgender that day and all sorts of nonsense. I need to I need to have it broken down for me and explained because I don't I just don't know. I don't understand the other side of this argument at all. The only well, thing yeah. that I get is that they are so anti-gay and that has been just pounded into their head by either their clergy or neighbors or, or other believers, that they, you know, the being gay is so wrong that any time any sort of advancement, LGBT or anything related to homosexuality, any sort of advancement, they just have to fight it with all their strength. That's that's all I... So that's their angle? That's their whole thing about the bath. So they don't really care about the bathroom so much as they care about the fact that it's gay people getting more rights. That's yeah. what I think, but I, I, I just, I don't, I can't think of anything else. I haven't, I Boy, got nothing somebody, else. Somebody like Caitlyn Jenner must really throw him for a loop then right. because mm-hmm. she is dating women. So, and she's not a, gay. And she's a Republican. <laughs> and she supports a lot of the things that she says, weirdly enough. A lot yeah. of the things that they say. So yeah. she baffles me. She's the boy. 
She's a turd. And by the way, I am saying he from now. It's a he to me. It, I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> She has chosen to be a she, so I'm going with she. Whatever. <laughs> well, that that brings up a question I brought up on a, on another show where I'm like, well, as long as I let Caitlyn Jenner do whatever he or she wants to do, can I still think that she is a man? <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Then right. he <laughs> must really baffle them. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if it's just pure prejudice and bigotry. I mean, think about the, the, the way that they speak about gays and lesbians and transvestites, the community. Think it, People said the same thing about black people back in the 50s and 60s, sure. pri- previous to mm-hmm. that. 70s, 80s. 70s, 70s. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yesterday. Yeah. And currently right. do. But the, the, the volume is definitely turned way down on that, though. Interracial marriage is generally accepted. We don't have to have segregated water fountains and entrances and all that stuff is gone by the wayside now. For the most part, is this just, you know, the, is this the same thing that just picked another target? Yeah. So so they're, so you're saying like they're not so much fired up about my daughter maybe sharing a bathroom with a man, even though she shares a bathroom with a man in her own house, probably. Yeah. It's that like, God damn it, they got one more right. <laughs> this is the straw that broke the camel's back. I can't take this shit anymore. Well, it's an extension of the tribalism. They are not of my tribe and they are so they're the furthest away from my tribe. So they're the enemy. And, and it doesn't matter what they do. They're always going to be wrong. Right. Yeah. That seems logical. Yeah. So hmm. my, my question to follow up on that then, who – once we get over this hump and um, sexual orientation and um, who you marry and all that stuff is for the most part gone by the wayside. And I think in our lifetimes that will happen. Who are we currently prejudiced against that will be the outsiders? I mean, someday will I be do we the have old to currently person? be president, or do you think it'll be something brand new? Well, I think it'll be something brand new, but looking back, we won't have known that we were doing it. You know what I mean? So, some- is there anyone left? I don't know. That's my question. I don't know. I had a conversation with uh, one conservative who thinks that the next step will be, uh, you know, bestiality. No, so <laughs> that's where their brain's going. No, that's always going to be a little bit weird because animals can't consent. Exactly. Right. You know. You know what? I bet it'll be. It'll probably be men. Who show their feminine side, but are still men? Mm, interesting. You know, because men get classified have to be a have to be a certain status. I'm not saying all men are, but some men are looked upon as weaker because of uh, they're not the stereotypical macho. I can build a car. I can do this. You know, I don't ask for directions. Although I've never understood the directions one mm. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not asking, if you refuse to ask, then you're obviously lost. <laughs> so <laughs> how are you going to find your way? But you know what I'm saying, like, and I'm saying that's when everybody who's really, really been downtrodden has gotten their day and everybody's equal it'll probably be little things like that mm. well i I, I, I can see the same thing for women too i mean some women right now there's a definite pressure to um well depending on where the pressure is coming from to either be very feminine or to not be very feminine i mean but women fall in all ends of the of the of the, of the scale there are some women right. that are very feminine and some that are quite butch and some are looked down on depending on location so same argument for women yeah i mean an absolutely straight woman who you know has a take charge attitude yeah. oh she must be a lesbian <laughs> or or she's a bitch one of the two yeah, yeah or i don't want to date her she's a man yeah why can't <laughs> you're you right do- those are the two until aliens land karen it's got to be there <laughs> <laughs> but is there anything else that we're missing i mean nobody likes gingers but you know <laughs> right um i don't know i don't know if it's anything that's that you know is currently available in any sort of real volume so we can't develop a lot of hate for them but mm. i would like to i would personally when i 
become the hateful generation, more <laughs> hateful than I already am. Like once once Owen is is grown and, and off to school and I can I can become a, you know, a miserable old bastard. I would like to start hating because um, I'm already working on it in a smaller scale. But uh, people who get really into uh, VR and virtual reality things, <laughs> I think I'm going to start being prejudiced against them. Till you like, use one in a TIE fighter. <laughs> yeah, I already hate people who are and I'm making air quotes because I can't stop doing physical things even though i know this is a podcast <laughs> um people who are internet famous drives me up a goddamn wall i don't understand it i don't want to make an effort to understand it i would rather just hate it so again now that gives me more insight as to how this all comes about people don't understand transgendered you know they've never been exposed to transgendered they're too lazy to under you know to make an effort to understand and accept it so it's easier to just hate it yeah you know what i found amazing about what you said mm was when you said, when I become a miserable old bastard. I'm like, yeah. what? You are a miserable old bastard now, sir. No way, I'm a pretty happy guy. <laughs> oh my god, okay. I like a couple things. I'm really, uh... Jared, you need to hang out with Craig a little bit more to see what a really miserable old bastard looks yeah. like. Yeah, you know what, you're right, you're right. You, you, he does beat you. Even the brief time that I spent with him at that casino, I was like, man, he hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> And the best part is, he's a miserable old bastard who is younger than me. <laughs> how old is, is Craig? He? Uh, he's a year younger. A little over a year. What? No way! Yeah. Well, how wow. old are you, Ray? 43. Wait, you're older than me? Yeah. Oh, shit, I thought you were younger than me. <laughs> Damn, I'm not the miserable old bastard on this show. There you go. <laughs> nope. I think I got that. <laughs> so I, I've been reading through the comments on this video, the video of the uh, woman marching through Target, and one of them just struck me that, uh, you know, she's marching through Target and protesting transgender bathroom policy, carrying her Bible and saying, you know, it's against God's word. However, one comment was, well, she seems to be okay with that whole gluttony thing, though. <laughs> Well, no, she had 12 children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mother of 12. You know what I loved about it was all the things that she was saying about Target were all the things I was thinking about her. Yeah. This <laughs> is crazy. This makes no sense. I'm like, yes, none of it makes sense. You're crazy. <laughs> You're an abomination. That, especially somewhere like that. That just seems cruel. Like, I'm already in Target. I, my day is already at an all-time low, and now, now you're going to make it worse by coming in there and preaching at me. I didn't want to be here in the first place. I didn't wake up thinking, man, I hope I get to go to Target today. I'll tell you, though, the, the, the coup de gras is the end, though, when the husband starts freaking out as they're leaving the oh, store. Yeah, he's angry. He's good. Yeah, that, that's angry religion. That's the shit that scares me. Yeah. That's the faith militant type show. I'm like, oh, man, this could get out of hand. So I've been on a kick recently of really worrying about the movie Idiocracy, and this just yeah. uh, this just goes to uh, flame the uh, yeah fan the, the flames fan the flames fan the flames man I can't talk because she's got she's um as she says a mother of twelve she has twelve young minds that she is shaping mm. and forcibly shaping forcing them to march through Target with her right but the idea that that people like this are breeding. In mass uh, proportions. You're going to be outnumbered soon. Oh, yeah. scary as hell. Yeah, that's going to take a lot. It would take so much work to undo all the damage that she's done. My only hope is that is their way to, to rebel. When they're like, oh my god, 
did you know what mom did to us? And they just become like, you know, absolutely. When they go off to wherever they go, they just become crazy liberal and just try all sorts of stuff. And it helps to balance them out a little bit. But you're right, Ray. That frightens me all the time. As a matter of fact, this came up yesterday on a different podcast that I do with you guessed it, Jared. Um, I Hello. was talking about for the first time in some time, I watched the movie The Running Man with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and hadn't seen the like absolute beginning of the movie. So the scroll in the beginning of the movie that's giving you the lead into the story you're about to watch is explaining how in 2017 <laughs> the world economy has collapsed and the state has taken over all um, you know all television broadcasting and the most <laughs> popular thing is The Running Man and I was like oh my god this movie predicted the Trump presidency <laughs> I was I could totally see him instituting The Running Man to take care of all those damn Mexicans yeah. Well, he's yeah. already taken over the airwaves. Every time I turn on the television, oh, we usually have it on the news channel. It's all Trump all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. Horrible. You know, I, I've taken to, uh, since I can watch some live TV on my computer now, like uh, all the news networks, mm. I was getting up in the morning. I was like, I'm going to start watching the news in the morning instead of just <laughs> searching it out. I'm like, I want it fed to me. <laughs> and I was shocked on how much CNN and MSNBC, I didn't check out Fox. I just assumed they were talking about it. Yeah. It is Trump every goddamn fucking minute. Yeah. yeah. It's I, I, like, I was shocked when I turned it on. I'm like, wow, they're not talking about Trump. <laughs> well, sometimes they'll, they'll have the camera on his empty podium waiting for him to show up. I'm, and they're just talking in the background, showing an empty podium. I'm like, you people are out of your freaking minds. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. Oh. Oh. But Go ahead, Jared. I was going to swing it back to that, to that woman real quick. Mm. So was I. Go ahead. Oh, okay. And as far as the kids go, uh, you know, some of those Westboro Baptist kids have revolted mm-hmm. yeah. and went on to live normal lives. So there's hope for these Target kids. There is. You know? hope. Yeah, there is hope. Hopefully it's it's a little bit more than I expect. I imagine only six of them will be in with a <laughs> therapist or psychologist with the opening sentence, we once took a trip to Target. And <laughs> <laughs> My friends saw uh, me on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to bring it back to to the underlying issue with this because I saw this was a shocker to me a video today where Fox News's own Megyn Kelly was interviewing the Lieutenant Governor of Texas mm-hmm. about this very issue, and he started to this blew my mind because I didn't understand what was happening. So he starts going on about how things that I had mentioned earlier, how when this law is passed, this means any guy can just wander into a woman's bathroom at any point whenever he feels like it and attack our daughters. <laughs> and uh, Megyn Kelly was like, no, <laughs> you're completely wrong. The things you're saying simply aren't true. And I was like, mm-hmm. are you getting ready to transition to a new channel? What's happening? Oh, <laughs> she's been on this tip for a year or so now. Calling people out. She might be angling for something. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. She, so. is, she is taking a much logical, more logical path than I have expected in, in she really several is. of she the is, interviews. So. She is stepping up for journalism all around. She yeah, is. I'd like to see her and Shep Smith both leave. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to leave. They need to take that place over, which will never yeah, happen. I guess that's true, <laughs> But you know what's funny, and going back to Trump, is he's actually pretty liberal on this bathroom issue. Yeah. Yes, he is. He's, he's, you know, he is a New York Republican, which makes him a liberal, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a sense. And he was like, whatever, let them use whatever bathroom they want. So let me ask you this real quickly. Do you think that we will have three bathrooms in public places at any time? We already do in a lot of places. but the, Really? Yeah, there's, there, there's the family bathroom. I've never seen it. The family oh, bathroom. I've never seen a family bathroom. A lot of, I've, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot you've of. You've never needed to look. They're there. Yeah. 
Oh, really? I, I didn't know they were there, too. And then I had a son. Man, they're everywhere. Yeah. So that's like you can bring you can go in with your son and there could be other women with little girls in there. No, it's a, it's a single. Uh, it, it's usually a one person situation. Oh it, oh, it just means me and Kelly can go in there, lock the door, set Owen up on a table, change his diaper while someone else is using the bathroom. Yeah, there's not a whole, you know, revolving door situation. It's a one family at a time. But I suppose something like that. I mean, things have to be tried. You know, it's going to be a lot of trial and error to till people figure out something that works for the transgender community and the community at large. Right. But then you because then if you have to do this three bathroom thing, then all businesses have to install a third bathroom. So I suggest just make both bathrooms unisex and put and doors be done with it. and put real yeah. doors in. Yeah. And be done with it. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Yeah. And I, I, I see that being totally effective. And I now that you've mentioned that. There was an estab- There is an establishment, I believe, currently in State College called Chumley's, mm-hmm. which has that exact setup. Mm. Rather than having anything else, they have two unisex bathrooms. Nice. Of all the places in State College, that place will be more progressive when it comes to LGBT rights. Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> naturally, for anybody who isn't the four of us, that is State College's premier gay bar, in my opinion, at least longest running. <laughs> yeah. So I can't believe it's still there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, man. And I, I, they, and I had go. the most hilarious time in there ever was when we took John McNitt in there. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you take him in there intentionally? Was he lost? Why would you take poor John in there? <laughs> well, it was part of a bar tour. I don't even remember what it was for. Uh, okay. So we were bar touring and we took John McNitt in there and every man in there went, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's a handsome man. <laughs> I'm still curious. I've never asked him if he noticed. <laughs> but it was obvious to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Did you at least treat him to the best Bloody Mary in State College? Mm, that don't I don't remember. know. I don't normally buy people Bloody Marys. Uh, that place is, at least at the time that I went there, it was for the Bloody Marys and they were delicious. <laughs> oh, they were so good. <laughs> okay. So, is that all we have for this week? Yes. I do. I have to go to the bathroom really bad. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, then we'll wrap it up. So if anybody is listening to the show, has any comments or ideas for questions that you would like us to talk about, please feel free to visit ProfaneArgument.com and leave a message. I would also like to encourage everyone to check out the soon-to-be-named network, which this show is a part of. You can go. You can find it on soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. There are a lot of different shows there. There's the Prodigal Sons podcast, The Prime Defective, Puzzle Warriors 3, Podvocacy, a lot of podcasts that begin with P. Yes. There's also the Longbox Heroes. I'm on all of them. <laughs> Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark, and the Fresher and Parlance show on YouTube. If you're interested, take a listen to them. There's some interesting stuff on there. Uh, I would like to thank everyone for listening to the show, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, everyone. Good night, and may your God go with you.